Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This podcast may contain coarse language. Listener's discretion is advised. Also, this podcast will obviously contain spoilers for Demon Slayer. Please beware, listen at your own risk. Welcome to the Demon Slayer Podcast. I am VLORGTZ, and welcome to our second round of Demon Slayer Mugen Train discussions. This time, focus more on the English dub. And with me today to talk about it, we first have our kind of usual rotation of folks, being Laser Kid, J-Mac, and Alien. Well, we certainly aren't in Mugen. Well, that's because nothing bad happens there, remember? Uh, apparently, yeah, nothing, nothing bad happens on the train. But to also ensure that nothing bad happens on the train, we have a uh, returning guest after a very long time, because we had him on an episode a super long time ago, R-Dragon. Rawr. That, that was a very good response, R-Dragon. <laughs> and also with us, a new guest, Seraph. Hello, everybody. Yeah, so, now that we've all been introduced, we're going to first talk about our theater experience. And I already talked about mine on the previous episode, so we're going to skip over me because I'm not important. Um, but Laser, our dragon J-Mac, and Seraph, you all saw it together, correct? Yes, we did. I was not ready. I read the manga ahead, but I was not ready. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so does one of you want to talk about kind of... Uh, how was seen in the theater, kind of the, your reactions, your feelings? So the movie was so, like at first I thought I'd walked into the wrong theater at the beginning because the opening, I thought it was a live action movie. Oh, that's right, at the very beginning. Oh, that's right, I remember, yeah, you came in a little later. Oh, yeah, that's right. No, it was at the very beginning of the movie, it like looks at like a tree near water and it looks oh, That's right, that's right. yeah, now I know what you're talking about. Took me a second. Yeah, that was surprising. They did a couple of things like that. I actually wonder if they did some uh, filming with like real live action and just kind of transmitted those. Those were definite models once you once I really looked at them. Yeah, Yufa Table just has a very talented digital team. I mean, no question there. Shoes, lots of crazy. I, it, the the show is really good, but the movie is just like, oh hey, let's go up an amp. Oh, yeah, I think it's, it was definitely worth watching in the theater. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I briefly revisit what I thought um, What I thought uh, J-Mac was talking about. When you said that you might have walked into the wrong theater, what I thought you meant was how empty the theater was, like just how few people oh, yeah, were actually too. there. Oh, yeah. I think there was, was like un- one other group besides us. Yeah. yeah no, that's, that's pretty normal right now. Uh, uh, yeah, but for Demon Slayer... Yeah. I saw a lot of groups that got turned away because the movie was rated R. <laughs> wow. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah, because like in my area, my showing that I went to, because I went 
on the first day it was out, the preview day on Thursday, it was packed. And there were people of, like, all ages in there, so I'm kind of surprised that yours was a bit more empty. I mean, we did go on Sunday, so it wasn't the first day. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Um, but honestly, it was kind of nice because we were just, you know, pretty pretty chill all by ourselves. We had a couple people like summer rose back. It wasn't that bad. And the the the, the, the just having a nice big screen for it was nice too because there's so much detail we'll take in. Oh yeah, like I I like to say that uh, at least for me, even a bad movie on the big screen is still a movie on the big screen. Yeah, I'm definitely with you on that, R Dragon. Like even the worst of movies kind of feels a bit better on a big screen at times. And with how good Demon Slayer Mugen Train is, that made it even better. But one of us didn't see it on a big screen. One of us got it by, quite by a fluke. <laughs> yes, they saw it uh, through special circumstances, and that is Alien. So, Alien, you want to explain how you watched this movie? <laughs> so, I was planning on going to see, see it at the theater, but, like... I would have to either wake up really early or stay up really late because I work night shifts and the the last showing would be at seven and seven is when I usually wake up. So I was like, uh, I guess I'll probably wake up early on like Monday or Tuesday or something until last night when for some reason somebody at Sony said, fuck my job and put the entire movie up to purchase completely on playstation video so <laughs> i'm like yoink before they take that shit down i tried to yoink and it wouldn't let me but you got it yeah there's yep. a reason they're shutting down playstation video because it kind of sucks <laughs> <laughs> so i didn't watch it on a big screen i watched it on a pretty small screen because phone but i mean i didn't care i just didn't want to go out during the middle of the freaking panda express and watch a damn movie at a theater completely fair and honestly i don't blame anyone for buying that movie because oh, like oh no, man they, they're selling it to you why wouldn't you yeah i mean yeah, it's, it's uh, legal sony's own fault completely legal i supported the official release can't dog me on that but i'm assuming like watching it at home didn't really hinder your experience at all oh no not at all i mean i didn't really start watching anime movies at theaters until 2019 so i mean I'm not even really a experienced weep film theater guy. So I'm just like, hey, if I, if I get to watch it, I get to watch it, man. Hmm, completely fair. Yeah, I mean, like, it's interesting to me that, like, something that big of an F up could even happen. <laughs> I love how it kept going back and forth. Like, like, okay, we fixed it. It's down. It's right back up. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I've worked for large corporations before and i know that's not as simple as just like hitting like a checkbox or anything to remove these but it was up for like over 10 hours that is like ridiculous (laughs) yeah (laughs) and every time they tried to solve it like it just wouldn't go away like it's fixed nope just kidding it's back it's fixed nope it's back (laughs) probably some Uh, chaotic motherfucker there who who just wanted to who just wanted to watch people squirm (laughs) And I, mm-hmm. I, I, I applaud them for that because they did a really good service there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and in, in the grand scheme of things, it's not going to affect theater sales that much. This movie's already made $21 million plus in the box office, and it's 
on track still to outsell Dragon Ball Broly. So I don't think that's changing. The audience for who's probably going to watch whatever leaks of it are out there now is very different than the audience that's going to go see it in a theater at this point. I mean, honestly, if you were going to go, you know, not go see it, you weren't going to go see it anyway. Exactly. At point, yeah, at this point, the people who would have pirated it are already still just going to pirate it anyway. Yep. Yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. And there's definitely going to be people like me that are probably going to see it like two or three or four more times. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ideally, I would have wanted to watch it another time. That's how I usually do movies before reviewing them. I watch them twice, but. Yeah, I mean, I saw it once on a Thursday subbed and then again. The following day dubbed, so I got uh, two helpings and different audios. Although I did take great joy in being able to say the word uh, Ren Goku to my uh, co-worker and just watching him just be like, shut up, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one of our mutual friends who couldn't make it asked me how the movie was, and I just sent him a uh, gif of Tantra just crying and hugging his siblings. He's like, oh. Oh, no. Accurate. <laughs> yeah, but no, like. He had seen the movie on Sunday as well, so I I, I took great joy. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Was that Bagelson you got? No. Okay. He's seeing it tomorrow. He's seeing it either today or tomorrow. Excellent. <laughs> Uh, that's mm. funny. So I know, like, uh, Laser, J-Mac, and Alien had read the manga for this arc, but our dragon and Seraph, had you had any experience with the Mugen Train arc before this film? No. Absolutely none at all. Yeah, yeah I, I typically don't read, like, mangas. I'm I'm more strictly an anime person, and uh, part of that is because when I watch the animes, I like to go into... Uh, I like to go into them, you know, as blindly as possible. I don't want to know what's going to happen ahead of what I'm about to see. So for, you know, this movie, you know, I hadn't read the manga or anything, didn't know what was going to happen at all. And for me, I prefer it that way because, you know, like, I feel like the impact of, you know, what happened in the movie wouldn't have had as much of an impact had I read the manga first. Because I was, I would know what's going to happen. That didn't help me. To help you, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a- no. it's accurate. It's an accurate thing to say, but considering how much uh, Ufotable puts into their adaptations, yeah, it's like an entirely different beast altogether. Yeah, no, oh, yeah. that's what surprised me because, like, obviously going in, I like knew, okay, Rengoku's gonna die. This is like gonna be pretty sad, but like the combination of the music and the performances really kind of made me start to tear up again, and it like. like- I for it sure hurt. thought that it wasn't going to get me by the time like he was giving uh, Tanjiro his pep talk. I'm like, okay, I'm tearing up. I'm not gone yet. And then Ren Goku's mom appeared. And oh, that's yeah. when he was like, fuck. My favorite song I set you guys up. I'm like, the only thing I'm going to tell you about this movie is nothing bad happens on trains. I told him that was my running joke on this podcast. And I was going to tell him, but J-Mac, you beat me to it. What, what did you tell them at the end of that movie? I said, see, nothing bad happened on the train. Yes. Yelta uh, is going train. to kill us when she listens to this episode. <laughs> if she listens to this episode, <laughs> <laughs> she I might mean, just yeah. avoid it altogether. <laughs> the train was keeping them safe from the bigger. <laughs> yes. yes. The train was protecting them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, speaking of like uh, how like good of an adaptation this is, though, I was surprised like how much Ufa Table really did like extend out certain scenes like when like there's that initial dream sequence with like rangoku fighting those like 
imaginary demons on the train. <laughs> yeah. Or like Inosuke's dream where like oh they're like God. some weird <laughs> Splunky they, they style thing. so much more fun. That was so yeah. funny. Yeah. I like how at first it wasn't very obvious that um it was that we were looking at Rengoku's dream. Like it wasn't ob- like at first I I was a little bit dissatisfied with like how not obvious it was that they were dreaming at first. But then like I think it kind of be- later became pretty obvious once you saw like Zenitsu had buck teeth and stuff like that. Mm, yeah, I think the trigger for when you can tell it's a dream is the light flickering. Yeah, that was yeah. the hint. Or also, but like also, you could tell like when they were just all floating around Ren Goku. Train us, bro, bro. Yes. <laughs> I think only Alien mm-hmm. might get this reference, but like Zenitsu really looked like a uh, Iyami from Osomatsu-san. He's this like character with like really big buck teeth and like uh, like over the top flamboyant gag character. And like in all the dream sequences, that's literally what Zenitsu looks like because he's like super <laughs> extra and like pretend to be fabulous. I mean, he was Chunitsu in Inosuke's dream. Yeah, that, that was <laughs> the fact that Inosuke still can't get their names right after this okay, long. Yeah. So, are we talk? Are we ever like? Are we talk? I forget. Are we going to talk about like the plot in order, or are we just going to just talk about highlights? I highlights. Highlights. We'll be here okay, for so it was like really hours. Interesting otherwise. because like I. They 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 traced the manga like traced but like you know what I mean like they followed the manga's plot like note for note like exactly like right down to um, tie yourselves to them but don't touch them directly or they might wake up um, and stuff like that it was pretty cool yeah it was interesting too because like the improvements they do make um, primarily revolve around like things like removing third person narration and moving that to like actual character dialogue which is really good. Like, uh, that yeah. one character that was inside Tanjiro's dream, oh, man. like the explanation of like mm. how he had that change of heart is now said by him directly rather than just a third person narrator. God, by the way, can we talk about how like freaking Tanjiro just casually changes everyone's lives for the better, even in his dreams? Yes. <laughs> he's, so yeah. he's so pure. I, I love like, it. Like his, I like how like, you know, you see Ren Goku's, um, uh, inner, like his subconscious and just full of fire and like the girl's like, okay, better not, better not run into Rengoku's true self. But before she even has the opportunity, Rengoku literally just grabs her and just starts strangling. Her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The survival instinct kicked in, even though he was asleep. I love yeah. that. That that that's that was fun in the manga, but that was like way yeah. more then, fun in the movie. Two of the other two of the other assassins didn't have that same level of luck with meeting true selves because they met Zenitsu's <laughs> true self and Inosuke's true self, and oh my god, they were way better than they were in the manga. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, though, Tanjiro's dream really hit me in a way I wasn't expecting. Because yeah. Mm. yeah, it's sad, but like the way they framed and everything is like. Makes it more depressing. Right. Yeah. It's everything yeah. he could possibly want, but he knows that he can't just stay there. That part when the part when Dream Nezuku shows up, man. Oh god, yeah. Oof. But no, like I also liked how when once uh the, the demon got really pissed off at Tanjiro because Tanjiro kept just getting out of the dream, he put him into a dream where like they're like, You killed us, you should have been the one to die. It very much touched on Tanjiro's survivor's guilt. And I really, really liked that. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I like when he breaks out of it, he's like, I know my family would not have said that. 
And that's when he was especially pissed and was like, okay, that demon's going to die. That was yeah, like, I, I liked yeah. that, where yeah. he's just like, you know, don't you put words in my family's mouth. Your like, <laughs> portrayal of them insults their memory. That was the one part mm-hmm. I was excited to hear in the dub. And holy shit, Zach Aguilar fucking killed that scene. Yeah. I got oh, chills. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like, after when I first watched in Japanese, I was like, is Zach really going to be able to match this? And he did a pretty damn good job. Like yeah. most of the emotional beats I felt were just as good, which is very tough to do. So I remember when we did the episode about the trailer, I was like, what the hell is wrong with Zenitsu's voice? Cause he's like, I'll protect you Nezuko. But no, his voice was normal. It was just because he was in full, he was in full simp alchemist mode. Yes. <laughs> and I love that. <laughs> I, I loved, but I loved when he met the assassin. He's like, what are you doing in here? The only person allowed in here is Nezuko. <laughs> You're not Nezuko. You must die. Even his like- initial dream, where it's just like him and like Nezuko running around. Yeah, yeah. yeah Alex Lee's performance there is just so good. Oh yeah, God, Alex Lee, it, it just owns this role so well. I feel bad for his throat, but he did I, a very good job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was a, it was a sacrifice that was meant to be happen. That guy is a fucking wizard with his voice, man. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah I, I don't know like what sort of vocal training he does, but whatever it is, it's working. I remember when Zen, when Inosuke was uh, vindicated about the train. Because, you know, he thought it was a demon the very at the very first. I knew it! Yes. And he just like Inosuke laughs and just like, yep, yep. <laughs> the leader yeah. Inosuke is always right. <laughs> yes. yeah. um, I real okay. I loved the visuals around Ren Goku's fighting style. Oh man, oh, yeah. yeah, that was amazing. Like the way they played with color and just the way the fire worked around him was fucking phenomenal. Yeah, very pretty to look at. Like there was one, there was one shot that I thought was like. I'm like, oh, that's definitely going to wind up as someone's uh, desktop wallpaper or a GIF. He like there was a fire arc around him, and his cape had was flared out in a half circle, so you just saw like the flames on it, and they were like shimmering and everything, and it was just one of the coolest shots ever. Oh yeah, I remember that. Like my favorite moment with him is where he like goes through the entire freaking train and like cuts it up with like his flame breathing. Oh yeah. Oh gosh. Oh, that <laughs> was of- amazing to look at. One of my favorite effects in this movie was the train getting all demonized. It was just like, oh, oh, shit. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, that was that was really creepy looking. Oh, my coworker pointed out to me, by the way. Nezuko is now the only person who has seen Zenitsu fight full on. And she can't talk, so everyone else still thinks Zenitsu is a little bitch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as it should be. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, to be fair, he still is, but I mean, uh, <laughs> but you're right. Although, He's getting what he deserves. And and, and we're screwed up. Put Zenitsu to sleep. That's a dangerous prospect. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. A sleeping Zenitsu is a, is um. A bigger threat to you than a fully conscious. Yeah, I think it's from later on, but there's a line from Inosuke where it's like, you should just stay asleep at all times. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I remember that. Mm -hmm. And we were were talking about Rengoku before, but I really got to praise Mark Whidden's performance as him. 
Because, like, he really kind of got the energy that Rengoku usually has. Especially during those emotional moments, like, in the latter half of the film. Where it feels kind of dissonant with how he usually acts, but it still feels very true to the character in, like, terms of, like, his honor code and... Like, just his general personality of, like, fighting and helping people that are weaker than him. Which I thought was really cool. Oh, yeah, no, like, Rengoku's whole conversation with that demon was phenomenal. And, of mm-hmm. course, there's this introduction where he's like, TASTY! Yes. Yeah. Tasty. Yes. Kick out of that. So that was yeah. funny. Tasty. Just walking to the train and just hear him go, TASTY! And they're just like, the heck is that? And they just, <laughs> and Goku just yelling, TASTY! After every bite that he takes. <laughs> and those, like, gag, like, shots where, like, he's getting randomly bigger. And, like, Tanya's <laughs> like, like, why are you so big? Acknowledged. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Rengoku... So, like, you know, in an attempt to try to stay on the same topic so that we don't bounce around and make it ed- ed- editing health or lis- even listening hell, um, Rengoku was done so well in this um, in this movie. Like, from he- the way he was animated to the way he fought to his voice acting, he was perfectly done, in my opinion. Like, I feel like they couldn't have done him any better. You gotta have the perfect send-off for him, because, you know. Oh, yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, this is his story more than anything. Oh, yeah. Um, I really, really loved the contrast. Like, so I mean, it, the contrast was there in the manga between him and that one demon. But like, I feel like it was a lot more like present in the movie, where the demon's like, "No, you could live forever, and like, we could fight forever." And like, you, the demon seemed like that demon guy seemed legitimately distressed that Rengoku didn't want to live forever. I, I did get that in the manga, but I will say with the voice acting giving more, you know, depth to the feeling of what he's saying, yeah, no, the movie gets it way across more. That he actually was legitimate. It wasn't a trick. He legitimately wanted him to stay around so he could keep fighting him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And I think, like, part of it, too, is, like, since the series is over now, they know where Akaza's character's going, so they can kind of emote that a lot better in the acting. And yeah. I really do gotta praise, like, Lucian Dodge on that, too, because, like, Man, he nailed Akaza. Akaza is like one of my favorite Demon Slayer characters, and it lived up to the hype in the dub. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I feel yeah. like the the one problem I had with like even this part of the manga, and um, but also which that therefore extends to the movie. That dream demon guy, the lo- the lower first dude, Animo, yeah, he's not very like. So every demon up until this point, even um, like even other, gosh, what are they called? Kizuki. Kizuki. I almost want to say hit. Yeah, Kizuki. I almost said Hisaikai for some reason. The other <laughs> Kizuki, like, have been very humanized by in their killings. Like, they, like you know, we learn their tragic backstories. This guy, when he died, all he was bitching about was, oh, how he's not going to be able to be strong. I'm like, okay, I don't care. Fuck you. You deserve to die. I mean, that's a good I, contrast, though, because it, it it breaks from the formula and it's just like, hey, not every single one of these demons has circumstances to be evil. This guy is just a fucking moves on simp and wants to suck all of his blood and shit. So, I mean, true. And that does fit with his prior yeah. appearance where he's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, do whatever you want to be, moves on. Oh, that's right. I forgot. He did appear previously. Yeah, yeah. he was in like the episode before last. He's the masochist demon. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he shows up at like episode 24 or 25 or something. I was kind of surprised at um how at where the movie ended, but like cuz I 
you know, I mean, I remember in the manga, like we, we had the little visit and we had that closure, right? With with the visit with uh, Rengoku's family. This just means to me that season two is going to start with the biggest emotional gut punch in the fucking world. Especially Seriously. if you don't see this movie. Especially if you don't see this movie. It's going to be like, what? Well, no, yeah. that's just... Well, it's not in that case. It's not going to be an emotional gut punch. That's just going to be confusion. <laughs> yeah, and oh shoot, I should have seen. I should have seen the movie before watching oh. this season. Yeah, yes. that's fair. Tsunami, please. Please, tsunami. Don't make yeah. us come. <laughs> Jason like DeMarco, a- don't make us come get another interview where we just say get the movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, not. Nah. It's funny because, like, I look at a few reviews of people that just went to the movie without watching season one. Oh, no. Uh, oh, why oh. would you do that? <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, my coworker actually told me about this. So, there was a family in there that, like, the kids had, or one of, some of them had not seen any Demon Slayer. And she, he overhears them, like, saying, like, yeah, maybe I'll watch the actual show now. I'm like... Why would you watch this movie without what? So I think like part of it, a lot of critics are watching it because it's like a big film. And they I guess they don't want to spend the time to go watch the show for some reason. And it's funny looking at those reviews, too, because like they admit like, OK, it's pretty, but I don't understand anything that's going on. And it's like, gee, no I shit, wonder of why. Course <laughs> yeah, it's a mystery. Yeah. And I was actually watching one of those reviews earlier myself and uh, uh they were, and they were also watching the subbed version, and I don't know if it was like the official translation or something, but uh, there was a part where they were talking about uh, this one part near the end, and the translation for it was so weird. I didn't even understand what they were supposed to be saying, and... And I've seen it. <laughs> uh, I think it was the point where uh, Rengoku's mother was talking to him. Huh, and, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I and, mean, like, I've mentioned this, like, to depth at this point, but I was interviewed by the New York Times fairly recently about Demon Slayer. And uh, one of the questions they asked me is like, hey, do you think people can go and see this movie without any context? And I'm like... If you really want to, then I guess go ahead, but you should probably go in with some context. It's yeah, a I literal mean, sequel. <laughs> it, it's I, I'll say this. It works as a standalone movie. It does do some establishment early on. But other than that, you need the, to see the like, initial series to like, understand you're not fully understand what's going who, on. Who the main trio are at all. You I think know. you might get a good grasp on a few things by the end, but you're not going to be attached to the characters yeah. in the same way as watching the show. Although yeah. you will still, you will be just as attached to Ren Goku. I oh, will yeah. say that much. Yeah, because yeah, like the, that Ren emotional Goku, moment will still hit just as hard. Ren Goku's <laughs> may only appears for is, "Hey, that's a demon in a box." Hey, oh. I talk very loudly. Yes. I'm a Hashira. <laughs> oh, yes. the master's okay with it. Then I'm okay with it. That's my entire <laughs> appearance. Congratulations. It it'd be like uh, going in to watch a phase three or four Marvel movie or show without having seen any of the other stuff. You're not gonna have any context. I literally saw one review that 
said that. Well, it'd be like going into Return of the Jedi as your first Star Wars movie. Yeah, I guess so. Though I think that's I think that's the first Star Wars movie I ever saw, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it, but I was very confused. That, uh, I think that is I think that is what you'd get if this was your first movie. Or first Demon Slayer. Blech. Also, I know this is something Alien really wanted to talk about, but God, the music. Oh my freaking God. Yes, the music. I, I don't know what the hell Yuki Kajira and Goshino were sipping when they were making that movie, but I want that shit because, damn, they went crazy on the music. Especially, especially, especially the score during the Rengoku and Akaza fight. Holy fuck, they did not have to go that hard on that. But I am glad they did. That like Akaza theme, it was giving me like Pillarman song vibes. Uh, yes, it, it made it. It was. <laughs> I loved it because it was like unsettling, and also just like made it feel like you 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 knew just from the music, this guy does not fuck around. Yeah, definitely. Like I couldn't quite catch what instrument it was, but like the main instrument that's like throughout throughout the theme, just like with that little riff that goes on throughout the entire theme, it just adds so much to Akaza's character and and just to the entire thing overall and then when they integrate in, when they group in like all the rock and st- stuff to it it just that shit hits different man oh you're that right that is oh, yeah. so good that whole fight scene like it's just a marvel to watch yeah like if I had any real complaints about this movie it's I'd say during a lot of the more idle scenes, it doesn't look any much better than the show, but Rengoku versus Akaza, that's where it slaps. Yeah, I could see that. Like, there are some, especially on the comedic scenes, I'm like, okay, this is just straight out of the show. But when it's, like, in action mode, oh, man, it blows the show out of the water. Yeah, which, I mean, is kind of a shame, because, like, a lot of recent Yuva Table movies have been, like, insane in terms of animation, like, the final Heaven's Feel film is probably, like, one of the best animated films I've seen in ages. So it's kind of a shame that Mugen Train didn't get that type of treatment, but they still made it, like, look amazing in the places that really mattered. So it's kind of, like, a trade-off there. I mean, in a sense, like, Demon Slayer already had pretty high production values for for an anime adaptation in, in general. And then on top of that, since it's straight up a continuation of where we left off, it's basically just like a longer a longer episode of the show, which I mean, n- not not really not really a problem for me in in terms of that. But, you know, they went off when they when they needed to. And that's that's enough for me, honestly. I, I tend yeah. to agree. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like when it was being silly and it looked like the show, I'm like. Cool, you're being a silly scene, it's fine. The flip side says it's not going to feel too jarring going from Mugen Train to the Entertainment District. Oh man, that's going to be interesting. I, I'm very much looking forward to, to season two at this point. Um, and I am wondering what they're going to do to try and, you know, oh yeah, you just watched a badass movie, alright, now we're going back to normal budget. Uh, I mean, they'll probably pull a MHA and do like, the first episode as like a recap and be like, hey... This is how Rengoku died, and why everyone is sad now, and you should be sad too. That's probably the smart move, just because I don't know if everyone's going to get to see that. Although in in Japan, everyone saw this, let's be real. I mean, like, it's going to be available digitally in June. 
Yeah. But find me someone in Japan who hasn't seen this, and I'll find you a heretic. Yeah, and it's, it's literally <laughs> the highest grossing film of all time in Japan. It outsold Spirit Away. Oh, it's doing really well here, too. Like, I'm amazed how well this movie's doing. Yeah, I mean, I think it goes to show that there is a demand for anime films, and they should probably get wider releases, because it's doing just as well as Mortal Kombat in half as many theaters. Yeah, Dang, says, yes, please. That, that says a lot, and I'm really hoping that some between this and Dragon Ball Super Broly... And 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 several of these, other, like some, even some of the One Piece films. I'm really hoping that the, this sends a message to the powers that be that there's money here. Give us more showings. Mm, yeah, I mean, at the very least, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, the upcoming Jujutsu Kaisen movie gets a very similar release to this. I'm I'm going to go see that for sure, and I'm dragging you guys with me, if, whether you like it or not. It's a prequel, too, so it's a very good entry point. Oh, so I don't even have to show them the show first. Uh, is it what I think it is, V-Lord? Is it the chapters of the manga I think it is? It's Volume Zero. Ooh. Laser, have you not read Volume Zero yet? I'm not sure if I have. I'm I'm several months behind. By the way, remember how we were like, why is it rated R? Yes. I, saw, uh, I found the R rating. What was the R rating? Remember, I leaned over to you at a very specific point. I'm like, oh, there's the R rating. Yeah, yeah. The suicide it was Conjuro- scene? Yes, yeah. every single one of them. Yeah, that's yeah. probably why it's rated R. That plus, oh my god, this Japanese thing, I don't understand it. Well, also, there was a lot of blood there. Like, more than typically shows up in uh, mm. most PG-13 mm. movies I've seen. Yeah, but at the same time, the Fate movies were able to get away with like a PG-13 rating. I've seen How? more blood in PG-13 anime before. So <laughs> Okay, fair. How the fuck did the fate... What? How? Yeah, hearing that fate got a PG-13 is actually legitimately surprising. This I'm pretty sure it was PG-13. How the fuck? With how fucked up Heaven's Feel is, how the fuck that shit get a... What? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's yeah, fine. No, like, I'm wa- I was watching the movie, I'm like, oh. Oh. Oh, there's the R rating. <laughs> yeah... Tondro powering through those is one, yeah, one no, of the suicide will always get like like suicide will always get an R R rating for some reason. Wait, so what about decapitation? Doesn't that also typically typically get an R rating? No, no. I okay. mean, suicide uh, carries more baggage with it emotionally speaking. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah just like, really sure if like decapitation was up in the same like uh, uh, criteria for the rating system or not. Uh, a uh, counterpoint: Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings had uh, a lot of decapitations, from what I remember. Yeah, okay. and uh, that, those were PG thirteen. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how the movies rate things. They're they're weird. No, I don't understand either. Half the, the ratings time. board works in mysterious ways. The ratings board. Oh, no, um, that- I don't understand this. This. Uh, Nihongo cartoon thing. I'm confused. I don't understand. Okay, it's rated R. Usually, though, it's very rare for an anime film that's brought over to get I'm being a, a R rating. <laughs> and honestly, I was looking into this th- with Heaven's Fields Double Jack. I think they might not have even rated it. Oh, wow. Okay, that makes that makes more sense than <laughs> that PG-13. makes considerably yeah. more sense. So I was thinking, okay, it definitely was not R because no one got their ID checked. But yeah, they just didn't rate it, I think. The only thing I know about movie ratings is that if you say fuck more than once, it's rated R. Yeah, I mean, I think they probably had to get set in for a rating because it was submitted to the Oscars. 
Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. What? Wait, what Demon Slayer was? Yeah. Oh. It didn't get a nomination, obviously, but it got submitted. That's funny. I mean, a lot of, a lot of like the super big anime films will get submitted for Oscar nominations and not get nominated. So I think your name did too. They don't have those G Kids connections. Alas. Yeah, who cares about the Oscars anyway? They only give best animation to Disney and Pixar films. Exactly. It's true. I, I, I mean, the numbers came in and somehow the Game Awards got more views than the Oscars this year. That doesn't surprise me. Doesn't surprise me, but ow. To quote that one guy from the Game Awards a few years ago, fuck the Oscars. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, I, I guess I, my main thing on this movie is just, wow, they, they nailed it. And I think, my, I love how they twist the knife in the ending credits. Oh. Here's Rengoku. Hmm. Here's some more Rengoku. Did we mention Rengoku? It, it, hey, look, it's a Rengoku on another Rengoku. Yeah, that song is also, like, entirely about passing on and stuff, too. So it just, like, drives in the nail further. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. As if I hadn't already been crying all as it was. I don't yeah. think any of us got out of that theater without crying at least once. Oh no! It only happened about three times. Eh, well, I no mean, big you got deal. Better than me. I think I had five. <laughs> yeah, like the people in my theater were like sobbing like crazy. I was like, we oh, had no. the group behind us. There was a la- a, la- a young lady who was absolutely bawling. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I mean, it's a very emotional movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. 100%. I mean, I cried when it was in black and white, and of course I cried when it was in color, too. <laughs> and we, we have a mutual yes. friend who asked me how the movie was, and I just sent them a picture of Tanjiro crying, grasping his siblings. I just sent my friends like one of the meme, like a meme of a guy dancing, but it's just like, that shit hurt it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna send. I'm just gonna send my friend a Ren Goku gif later today, and he's gonna just fucking murder me. <laughs> this is why we stay on the train, kids. Yep, Don't get off the train because nothing bad I mean, happens on trains. I haven't said I that mean, enough this podcast yet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Meowth has already told me she'll kill me if you look at the Discord. <laughs> 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 oh no! Oh god! <laughs> you still got to give props to Rengoku though. There was like 200 people on that train, and not a single one died. Oh yeah, that yeah. was. Yeah, that's oh, a yeah. dang miracle. Dude did what he set out to do. Yeah, it's like Tanjiro was screaming at the end. He won. I just love how casually he was just like, "Ayo, so I'm, I'm gonna get like five of these cars, and uh, they'll they'll be alright. Y'all get the other ones. Like five five out of eight big cars on a big ass passenger train and he's just like i got this no problem yeah don't worry about it, buddy five that's nothing for me yeah the other depressing part of this movie though was like uh at the end when like the leader of the demon slayer court like ubayashiki he's like oh i'm not too sad about rengoku dying because i'll be dead soon too <laughs> Yeah, 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 that was, yeah. Uh, uh, that was, uh, well then. Knowing what I know, that made that, it, it hurts more. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, any other thoughts? Uh, fuck that guy, 
Tanjiro was right. He's a fucking coward. He's a little bitch, and I hope he fucking dies painfully. <laughs> uh, you heard it here first. Fuck Akaza. Yeah, fuck Akaza. I love Akaza, but also fuck Akaza. Did I did I miss anything in my description of Akaza alien? Mm, I don't know. I think I think you could stand to call him a bitch a little bit more. just a a little bit more though i mean yeah he goes hard but he's also a little bitch yeah yeah he has a really cool design though he really does he's like he's got one of my favorites if not my actual favorite design of all the kizuki Mm -hmm. it was really cool looking and his His voice acting was also great oh yeah yeah. and his his fighting style his fighting style was cool like all these other demons are just like like freaking Rui is like, I have spider webs and shit and I can cut my own head off with them. And then this other dude is just like, I could put you to sleep and kill you in in your dreams. And then Akaza's just, these hands rated E for everyone. Get the fuck over here. <laughs> <laughs> they imply in the fight too that like, yeah, Akaza used to be like a martial artist when he was human. So like. He has this very unique combat style to him. Yes. You know, I honestly thought that, like, Akaza was going to be defeated because, uh, like, uh, do you guys remember how in Full Metal Alchemist there was one of, there was a certain, um, I think it was Lust, they had to, like, basically burn her so she couldn't regenerate, like, you know, outdo her regeneration through like just burning her up. Do you remember that? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That's a very memorable. I thought they were going to do the same thing with Akaza. I thought that Rengoku would basically just try and like use so many fiery attacks and stuff like that, that it would just kind of, you know, burn out his regenerative abilities, but nope, that didn't happen. Unfortunately, not everything goes as planned. In, in, in the words of Marvel movies, Akaza will return. <laughs> now, I was just thinking throughout most of that fight, like, oh, I want Rengoku to win, but it's it's still too early. I like how they set it up with like that lower three guy, that lower one guy was like the upper the upper um, guys have been around for hundreds of years, and like no matter how high the body counts. Of like, uh, gosh, the Hashira. They've killed Hashira before, so uh, like they set that shit up. Oh yeah, they're like yeah, masterfully. Hashira are nasty hard. They kill us all the time, but these guys just kill Hashira no problem. Yeah, the other little tidbit there that was really cool is that the silhouettes that are showing up when Enmu's mentioning them are the finalized character designs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Unlike in the manga where it was still like very like vague shrouds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I recognize those guys. I was like that Leonardo DiCaprio pointing me. I was like, oh, snap, it's them. We see you in a while, crocodile. Yeah, I was honestly surprised that they I, I've already said that, actually. Never mind. I was about to say that they didn't visit the that they didn't visit the dad. Because um, I feel like that would have just given a rounded sense of closure to the movie. I think the um, movie wanted you to leave sad as to feel like it. Yeah. Yeah, since yeah. we were making Marvel comparisons, it was like, you know, the ending of Infinity War where it just ends with, like, the most heartbreaking Everyone fucking thing. dying. And then you just... Well, I just, mean, that's how, end, that's how Endgame also added uh, ended. <laughs> yeah, you just, like, walk out of the theater, you're just like, damn. Damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I mean, Endgame, I thought, like, they tried to leave it off on a slightly more positive note, but it's like the impact of, you know, Tony Stark's death just kind of stays with you. Like, it's kind of hard to pick it back up to a lighter note after that. I forget, isn't the final scene of Endgame Cap handing off the shield to Falcon? Yeah, Yeah, I think that's right. But even then, you still have that that everything hanging over you. But, um... I, I also liked on this one because, and it was also, you know, in that movie, it was passing on to a new generation of heroes. This was also passing on to a new generation of heroes, like um, Rengoku telling um, Tanjiro and, Fre- and Tanjiro and crew, I believe that you guys are the next um, Hashira. Oh, yeah. And, and he's like, don't, don't get yourself, go get yourself killed uh, right now because that would mean my failure. That would mean my yeah. defeat. It is my oh. job as a Hashira to protect the younger Demon Slayers. I'm just like, oh, God, you Chad. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fuck up, kids. Like, I, I the the way, like, just the emotional note it left at the end was beautiful. Oh, yeah. Um, like, just, it affected literally everyone. Like, even the fucking crow was crying. Yes. 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 Oh, that I did notice that. Um, I don't think that was was that in the manga. So I don't remember that from the manga. I'd have to double check. I think it was a panel, but I don't remember. I think I'd it was. Yeah, I, I, I I could easily have missed or forgotten. Yeah, I vaguely remember seeing that end of thing in the manga. It could be. Yeah, never mind. I do like I'm at the stopped. end of like we see everyone's reaction to Rengoku's death because like yeah, yeah, we haven't known him for that long, but it is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's around oh, yeah. for a short time, but dang, do you get to know him real fast. You might say he burns out like an ember. I'm going to fucking kill you, Brian. <laughs> okay, everyone, we're going to go beat up Laser. <laughs> I'm going to go hide. I'm, you will never find me. I know where you live, and I know where you sleep. Uh, unfortunately, every single one in this call, except for Alien, knows where I live, so I'm in trouble. <laughs> I will make a pact with fucking Muzon <laughs> to find you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That was funny, because like, I remember when like theater listings went up, and you were like, Oh god, the nearest like theater is like an X place, and I'm like, wait a minute, that sounds wrong. And I'm like, I was using Funimation's <laughs> theater finder, and it's like, oh yeah, you're you're closest to Salt Lake City. I'm like, I don't want to go to Salt Lake yeah. City. And then I like literally typed in your city into Fandango, and I'm like, oh, it's right there. Right yeah, I don't know why, because I use uh, I use Fandango too, and it was just like, no, nothing. I'm like, what do you mean nothing? And then I searched my local theater, and like, yeah, we got. It. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes those apps can be weird. I've had uh, it sometimes showing movies uh, playing where they're where they actually weren't playing. Uh, sometimes they've showed movies not playing where they actually were. <laughs> technology. Hmm. I mean, just just ask PlayStation about technology. <laughs> or maybe don't. Or maybe don't. No, that that might be a bit of a touchy subject. <laughs> I don't know if I if I could ask them to get like more anime movies out early before they die. I would I would appreciate that. PlayStation's nice. gonna leak all the Fate Stay Night movies. You heard yeah, it here I, first. I would, I would be done with that. <laughs> I feel like they like I feel like Demon Slayer is going to be the series that like makes Ufo Table a force to be reckoned with. I mean, they've kind of already been because like yeah, they've they, been even making that fake money. <laughs> It, it, it's it's the show that's going to get them to be more known outside of just just the hardcore anime market, though. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah but yeah, this is going to make them like a main state name. Like in a sense, though, people have already known about UFO Tebo because like anytime there's a new fate movie or stuff, like any place where you see like anime gifs and stuff, you'll you will see fate everywhere. The like, unlimited that was I, budget works me. I mean, the popularity <laughs> yeah. of Astolfo is fucking staggering. Well, I mean, no, they didn't. They didn't animate uh, Apocrypha, but that was a one. Uh huh. Yeah, but like, like when when a uh, Unlimited Blade Works TV came out, like, like I didn't even watch Fate, but like back when I used to be on Tumblr, I used to always scroll by gifts from from that, and like, yeah, like th- that animation is just. They, they, even if you don't know the studio by name, you've probably seen a gif or two. Yeah, and it's crazy too, because like, despite all the memes about Ufa Table, their productions aren't that much more expensive than any other average show. It's just they have very talented animators that like work themselves to death. I felt like for this movie, like compared to the la- like the rest of Demon Slayer, they pulled out all the fucking stops. Like they just were going hard the whole fucking time like the way they played with colors the way just everything worked like the 3d modeling everything was gorgeous Mm, yeah and i think all those things have like really helped with its success because it would be one thing if like this was just a very average made movie of demon slayer would have still done well but i think the combination of it being demon slayer and also a very well-made film has like garnered the success that it has a lot of it is i mean it's i'm going to be honest at its core it's a very typical shonen anime i mean yeah mm, yeah it's, it's deemed like demon slayer isn't it's not completely groundbreaking by any means but the way but the way the story is told it's slightly a little bit different not not if you like look at it from from the top but like the combination of that and plus being blessed with like one of the best anime studios to handle that shit like yeah that oh yeah yeah, like people, a lot of anime fans underestimate how much a good adaptation can really help a series. Oh yeah, oh yeah, mm, yeah. Like I don't think MHA or like even Jujutsu Kaisen right now would be as popular as they are if it weren't for the fact that they have good studios working on them. Yeah, I was about to say, right. thank God we're getting that treatment with Jujutsu Kaisen now because oh god, yeah. thank god, thank you God. Just imagine if the studio be- behind season two of One Punch Man was behind uh, Demon Slayer. Oh, oh nah. no. <laughs> Or, or like, uh, I can do you one worse. It could be Studio Perot. Damn it! I was about to say that. <laughs> I, was like, I was literally about to say that. <laughs> I stole it from you. I'm sorry. I don't know who that is. So Bleach. they did Bleach. Oh. Yeah, they did Naruto and Bleach. Oh, they like they, Perot's capable of making good stuff, but yeah, like, they also did Yu Yu Hakusho back in the day. But yeah. that was back in the day. It's all a matter of who you can get in like a short span of time yeah. and who's available. Yeah, hopefully Ufo Table stays with Demon Slayer because I know sometimes animation studios switch and stuff and it's stupid. No, I think they will. That's that's bank right there. After that movie, there's no way they're going to go away from that. Unless like there's like a big reason why Anaplex wants to work on something else, like I don't see them moving away from Demon Slayer. Anaplex not wanting to make money? Uh, what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like the only reason I could see not, not like being them is if like they get another really big Type Moon project to work on, and Type Moon spends a lot of money to get them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty much it. Because Ufotable doesn't really do a whole lot like of long prolific work outside of 
like outside of Fate and I guess now Demon Slayer in terms of like prolific work. They've been pretty rigid on like limiting the amount of shows they produce so the, like the quality stays consistent. Mm-hmm. So like yeah, they don't like pick up projects like crazy like say Mappa. Mappa's doing right now. Uh-huh. Yeah, because Mappa was just like, hey, we have God of High School. Hey, we have Jujutsu Kaisen. Hey, we now have Zombieland Saga too. Let's go. And just Chainsaw Man. To- and Chainsaw Man. <laughs> yeah, like it's gone to the point with Mappa that they literally have to start hiring animators from overseas via like places like Twitter to like just get enough people to get shows done. It's like absurd. But yeah, luckily Yufa Table's not doing that and they will hopefully stick with Demon Slayer for the foreseeable future. It would be cool if they could finish the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, like, it won't take that long, because, like, Demon Slayer is not a very long series. Nah, and it's over now, so there's no reason for them to worry about it anymore, either. Probably, like, three or four seasons. Maybe even two or three. No, I mean, like, two... I mean, three or four total. I mean, like, three or four total seasons. Yeah, I think that's fair. Now, I was actually really surprised when I heard the manga was ending, because, like... Wait, the anime almost just started. The manga's ending already? What? The manga ended right when I could catch up with it, and I was so sad. Funny how that works out. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I'll say this, though. It's a great ride. When it finishes, you guys are going to love it. All right, good to know. I mean, I had plenty of conversations when we actually had that podcast, but I have minor issues, but it's, it's, it's very satisfying. And hey, some of those things might be improved in the anime. You never know. Uh, the sort of things I have problems with actually really could be. Because they could easily solve a lot of those issues with little little hints earlier. Mm, yeah, definitely. Or maybe some expansions. I, I'd be down for some expansions for sure. But I think this seems like a good place to end off our discussion. I think overall we're very positive on this film. This film sucks. Go watch X-Arm. X-Arm is truly the greatest <laughs> yes. anime of all time. The masterpiece X-Arm. No, 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 no. I got you on better. Let's go watch Redo a Healer. It's much better. <laughs> all right, all right. Now we murder you. Jay is going to go to fucking. And then I will become the guy in Redo of Healer. I'll kill you. I'll do it again. <laughs> J-Mag gonna go over to Laser Kid's house and then go Akaza on his ass. Before we send me into a state of apoplexia. <laughs> yes, before we go further into the deep, dark despair, um, let's start with R-Dragon here. R-Dragon, where can people find you? So, uh, I'm on Twitter. I go by the RPG Dragon there, and I'm also on Twitch, where I stream a lot, uh, R-Dragon's Den. Awesome. And LaserKid, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at LaserKid Prime on Twitter. You can also find my Toonami Focus reviews over on Toonami Faithful, as well appearing on their podcast. And of course, you can always find me on the Dumb Waves podcast. And JMac, where can people find you? When I'm not screeching at LK about um, the blood of Muzan, you can find... <laughs> 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 you can find me um, on Twitch at JMacAfreak or on Twitter at RealJMacAfreak. Anywhere else on the internet, TikTok included, is just regular at jmacafreak. Um Yeah, I do daily, well, I try to do daily live streams. Um, yeah, check me out. I, I play a lot of games, uh, a lot of adventure games, a lot of puzzle games. Yeah. And Seraph, are there any places people can find you? 
as of right now, I don't really have any recommendations for like, you know, places like the follow me or anything. I'm not really like looking at too much into like being prominent online anywhere. So as of right now, I can't really recommend anything. But if you know he's on Discord, but I only if you know. Yeah. Go find him in Laser Kid's basement. Yes. Uh, yeah, sure. We'll go with that. I mean, I do sometimes go to a uh, Smash Brothers tournament that's at a place called Land King. And, um, you know, if I make it on stream there, maybe you could see me there. But that's only if I make it onto stream. Well, okay then. And Alien, where can people find your wonderful, wonderful self? You can find me on the twitter.com at Alien Renegade. You can find me on YouTube, sometimes making video edits under Alien Renegade videos. And you can find my music on SoundCloud, Bandcamp, and every other major streaming service. Just search up Ampren. And then sometimes I come up and say dumb shit on the Dumb Weeps podcast, where I also would be editing if I wasn't playing The World Ends With You for the 10th time because the new game's coming out in July and that's more important. <laughs> the biggest priority. Heck yeah. The two of you are the biggest fans of that I've ever known. One day I will play that game. Same. Fucking do it. It's on Switch. Just buy it. Just buy it. It's like it's like a 20-hour game. You, you can finish that shit in like a week. Mm-hmm. Isn't it like $60, though? I think it's like 50 on Switch. Oh, okay, that's less bad and tempting. But yeah, definitely follow everyone at their various places and give them some love. As for myself, you can find me on Twitter at VLORGDZ, and then I also do various manga and light novel reviews for all-comic.com, as well as Tanami editorials for TanamiFaithful.com. Um, like I mentioned before, I was recently mentioned in the New York Times in a Demon Slayer piece, so you can check out that as well. And then I do a bunch of podcasts because I don't understand the concept of free time. The obvious ones being Oversoul, Shaman King Podcast at Shaman King Pod, Saturday Night Shoggy at Sat Night Shoggy, Dumb Weebs Podcast, like Laser mentioned, at Dumb Weebs Pod. And then I'm occasionally on the Toonami Faithful Podcast on Twitter at Toonami Podcast. But as far as the Demon Slayer podcast is concerned, you can find us on Twitter at DSlayerPodcast, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Demon Slayer Podcast, and on the Tsunami Faithful website itself at TsunamiFaithful.com slash Demon Slayer Podcast. And the podcast is on basically every platform at this point for podcast streaming, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anchor pod bay you name it we're there so go listen to us subscribe and enjoy our episodes but that does it for this episode so we will see you guys later remember nothing bad happens on a train thank god allison isn't here yeah but something bad gonna happen at laser kids house in about 20 minutes yeah that's about right it's gonna be a group beatdown.